Welcome to the Boosting Business Breakthroughs podcast, where coaches gain the confidence, motivation, and expertise to make their next business breakthrough. I am your host, Lori Young, certified master marketer, business growth coach, and all-around truth teller. Breakthroughs can come with flashes of absolute clarity, sudden shifts in mindset, learning new skills, changes in habits, or anything else that changes the course of your coaching business. So if you're ready to be inspired and break through to your next level of growth, let's go. Welcome to episode 12 of the Boosting Business Breakthroughs podcast for coaches. I don't know about you, but I have talked with a lot of coaches and I am seeing all over the internet, just the challenges and the struggles that people are dealing with today and help in trying to grow their business. It is not easy to be an entrepreneur. Um, It is not easy to navigate all of the changes that are going on in our marketplace. And so today I have a really special guest with us, and we are going to be talking about kind of how do we maintain that energy and that strength that we need to grow our businesses. And Krista is going to be talking to us about how to practice better boundaries in our lives and just ways that we can uh, practice sustainable self-care. So I'm going to introduce uh, Krista. Krista Resnick is a master life coach and a restorative yoga teacher. She is passionate about helping women cultivate strong backs, soft fronts, and wild hearts. I absolutely love that. I mean, I would love to hear more about like, what does that mean? Like strong backs, soft fronts, and wild hearts. Say more about that. Mm, Thank you, Brene Brown, for that quote, actually. I have to to give credit where credit is due. You know, I... So tying in the boundaries a little bit, just real quick story. I was so boundaryless at one point in my life. My boundaries mm-hmm. were so porous. I had a really strong people-pleasing part, or some people might even call it a codependent type part. Okay. And I noticed that boundaries were one of the things that I needed to cultivate and work on. And so I sort of flipped the switch from porous boundaries, no boundaries, to having all the boundaries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I built a really, really strong back, an overly strong back. Okay. And what an overly strong back will do And this is where a lot of people first have to start their work is by building that strong back, having your own back. Mm -hmm. But I was lonely and I was isolated Mm. because there was another part of me that really got activated through that process and built a wall that kept other people out. Ah. And so then my work became having to cultivate a soft front having to really rely upon that courageous part of me, that part of me that wanted to be brave, but that was so scared that I would get hurt in the process. Mm -hmm. That part of me that was so scared to be vulnerable. And so that then became my work was to begin to take the wall down of the Mm -hmm. overly strong back that I had built 
to take that wall down brick by brick and begin to kind of soften and I guess the word that's coming to mind is to tenderize my heart a little bit and to mm. really open myself up to people and relationships and opportunities and call upon my courage and my bravery, even if I would get stung or hurt in the process. Right. And then the wild hearts part, uh, Brene Brown really talks about kind of the polarization of just being with all, how I like to say it is being with all the different parts of us, you know, mm -hmm. being with the, the friction, the tension, the, you know, the joy and the sadness, mm -hmm. the grief and the joy, the just being with all parts of ourselves, right. learning how to allow all parts of ourselves be there so that we can really experience, you know, what you and I were talking about before we hit play or record, being human. Like, right. We want to shut so many of these parts of ourselves down, and that's not part of the human experience. The human experience is to feel it all, to mm -hmm. be with it all, to sit with it all, and to welcome all parts of ourselves. So that's kind of how I explain the strong back, soft heart, soft front, wild hearts piece. Love it. So yeah. tell me just a little bit about your business, um, kind of what you do and how you came to kind of, you know, doing what you do. So I've been a coach for, I believe it's been seven years now. And I started okay. out on the real traditional path. Mm -hmm. And I noticed for me personally that I was doing good work. And my clients were getting really great results, but okay. there was always the pattern resurfacing. We would take five steps forward and three steps back, Got six it. steps forward, four steps back. And I started to actually notice this pattern, of course, in myself as well. Right. And so I started to explore, there's, there's something missing in my practice. There's something missing in my toolkit. I didn't have a clue what it was, mm -hmm. but I started to meditate and really think upon what would be something that I could add to my toolbox that could really help folks make these shifts and changes, create their visions, live their dreams in a way that was sustainable. Mm -hmm. I noticed that so many people were so hard on themselves and Mostly the patterns that I work with in my coaching practice, because of course this was my own story, were patterns of people-pleasing, perfectionism, performing, what I kind of like to summarize as the good girl. You know, we need to get it right. We need to play by the rules. We have to cut ourselves off from all feeling so that we can just work, work, work and prove ourselves. Are you like a, a mini me? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, I, I feel like I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I actually, um, long story short, I ended up going back to become certified in a little bit more therapeutic and deeper modalities, specifically internal family systems, some inner child work, somatic work so that I could really, because no matter what, as we're, as we're navigating this thing called life, 
our unmet needs from childhood and all mm -hmm. of those hurting parts of us are going mm -hmm. to surface mm -hmm. as we're stepping out into bravery and courage and risk and trying to really create amazing relationships and amazing businesses. Those parts of us are going to surface. Yes. And so I had to build out the toolkit to really be able to, A, first of all, meet my own parts that were coming mm -hmm. up and welcome my own self and be with my own self and be able to really hold that space for all of my clients' parts that were surfacing as well. Right. Awesome. So you've been in business for seven years. And, seven years. Yeah. And this podcast is all about, you know, learning different mindset shifts, habits, uh, expert tips, anything that can create a business breakthrough. Tell me about one of your memorable business breakthroughs that you've had and kind of how it changed things for you. Hmm, that is such a good question. And I've had so many. So it's like, ooh, which one do I want to capitalize on and, and really share? I think for me, when I was able to bring in the energy of, we could call it calm, we could call mm -hmm. it self-connection, this is my own story and my own journey. Of course. I of brought course. to the table a ton of frenetic energy. I had a lot of anxiety that stemmed from, you know, my people pleasing ways, my mm -hmm. codependent ways. And with that came a whole trail of this frenetic energy. I always thought I was behind and mm. there was, you know, all these people ahead of me and why wasn't I getting there faster and quicker and sooner? And it just created a whole ball of anxiety for me. Mm -hmm. So when I was able to learn how to really meet that part of me, that people pleasing part of me, that part of me that wanted to prove myself so bad and get it right with love and grace and tenderness, I automatically started to see the frenzied part of me settle and calm so that I could really approach my business in a clear and confident, uh, sturdy leadership type integrous mm. way. Okay. Love it. I absolutely love that. So I think Krista is going to help all of us because I am sure that a lot of us, I mean, I know I can have that frenetic energy. I just like, oh my God, like yesterday I was just saying to you know, to one of my team members, I said, oh my gosh, I feel so stressed. I feel like so, you know, uh, overwhelmed with all of the balls in the air. And she says, well, you just let me know when some of those balls drop. And I said, oh, they're going to drop. Trust me. <laughs> because I had this going and this going and this going and this going, you know, I mean, managing clients, managing team, managing projects, like all of that creates that you can just kind of see the, even feel the energetic, like, makeup of me right now. I know I have a lot of that. And so I'm super excited to talk about like these boundaries that you've learned to put in place, these self-care practices that you've learned to put in place, because I know that a lot of coaches um, are dealing with this frenetic energy and trying to keep up 
with everything in their business or keep up with everything online. There's just so much. So why don't we just start with talking about three ways that we can set better boundaries in our lives to help protect ourselves, our businesses, like, yeah, those around us. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So the first one, I want to just elaborate on a little bit so that it really, and this is where I started. So just being totally honest and transparent Mm -hmm. here. And I want to unpack why this is so potent and why this matters so much. And the first one is really setting that boundary with yourself to slow down and breathe. And again, this is where I started years and years ago. We just keep accumulating. It's like the snowball effect, all of this frenzy and all of this overwhelm and all of this anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so pausing to breathe is like offering yourself a beautiful gift called reset. (laughs) You're resetting yourself and you're giving yourself a moment to drop in and connect and maybe ask yourself, what am I thinking right now about this situation? Mm -hmm. What am I feeling? What does this part of me that's so anxious or so overwhelmed or so caught up in this negative spin cycle, what does it need me to know? Mm -hmm. Or what does it, what does it need from me right now? And when we don't slow down to ask those questions and give ourselves a 60 to 90 minute little pause and reset break, we just run and carry that frenetic energy from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. So what I like to do is I like to set at least three, if not four, sometimes on the busy days, even more alarms on my phone. I was just going to ask you, like, how do you break that pattern and how do you stop, put that stop button on that frenetic energy? And go ahead. I I love this. That's exactly what you need to do is start to build that space into your system by honoring when the alarm goes off, Mm -hmm. you pause and you take a few nice deep breaths. And what you're doing is you're giving yourself, you're you're building capacity because we can't do these things when we're dysregulated. We've Mm -hmm. gotta do these things when we're somewhat regulated because trying to grab a hold of a new tool when we're dysregulated, it's just not gonna work. It's just not gonna be beneficial because we so, our, our, our nervous systems, it's like something happens and we go straight into our pattern. You mm-hmm. know, we go into fight, flight, whatever it is. Right. We've got to train ourselves when we're not dysregulated. So I love to set a breathing alarm. I call them pause and reset in okay. my, now I have an Apple or iPhone. Um, so I like to label them pause slash reset. Okay. And I'll set one for mid morning, later morning. Um, you know, mid-afternoon, usually I'll set one before I switch gears to, you know, make supper and kind of prepare for my partner to come home so that I can be grounded, so that I can Mm -hmm. be that safe and loving presence for him and not be carrying something that happened at two o'clock that afternoon into my marriage. Now, sometimes I do. I'm not here to say I get it right all the time. Of course. What I'm here 
to tell you is that when you really honor these pause and reset alarms, mm-hmm. they really do build capacity in your system to reset and to nurture yourself and, and just tend to yourself a little bit. We're the last ones that we tend to. But these, this is such a simple practice. But I tell you what, when that first alarm goes off, you will be annoyed. <laughs> and you will <laughs> tell yourself the story, I don't have time for this. I still struggle with that thought. My alarm will go off. And a lot of times that is the first thing I think. I don't have time for this BS. Right. Like, no, no, no. You know. You know the aftermath of if you don't honor this. And you know so do you you do. Do you recommend someone, let's say they're working at their desk, do you recommend that they step away uh, from the environment that they're in, go someplace? Do you just, do I just hit the reset button right here and just close my eyes and, and breathe? Like what is, like, what's most effective? I don't know that there's a right or a wrong. I okay. think here's where we get to ditch some of those let's get it right rules okay. and just honor. Sometimes I actually do get up and I will shake. I will dance a little bit. I will move. Sometimes I just sit where I'm at and put my hand on my heart mm-hmm. and I just notice, okay, what am I feeling? Wow. Wow. There is some serious tension going on in my jaw right now. That's where I hold a lot of my stress and my okay. tension. To the point that when I first started doing this work, I didn't even notice because my, it was so normal to me. Like right. I would clamp down all the time on my jaw or in my jaw. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is where I carry most of my tension. I also carry my tension a lot in my shoulder area. So okay. there's times where if I'm curling my hair, if I'm brushing my teeth, using the blow dryer, I'll notice, wow, my shoulders are up to my ears. That's not necessary right now. Right, we don't right. need to be in fight or flight mode. So right. I'll just take a moment and I'll breathe and I'll roll my shoulders back down into my back. So I like to notice, okay, what am I, what am I feeling right now? What am I mm-hmm. thinking right now? And then I ask myself, okay, I'm feeling irritated right now. Mm-hmm. That irritated part of me, what does it need me to know? Mm. What does it need me to know? Right. And then the third part is need. What does that irritated part need from me? Mm. Sometimes it just needs me to sit there for a moment and breathe a little bit longer. Sometimes it needs me to get up and get a snack. Sometimes it needs me to go and even step outside and get the mail and let the sun hit my face for a few moments. Mm -hmm. But when you sit with those questions, what do I notice? What does that part need me to know? And what does it need? Mm-hmm. That's where you can actually make some serious, serious shifts. And you're doing all of that when your alarm goes off in a matter of 60 to 90 seconds. I love that. That is, it's so, it seems so simple and I'm sure it's not. <laughs> right. But it's definitely doable. Like yep. anybody can set an alarm yeah. on your phone and Anybody can take 60 to 90 seconds to check in with yourself. It, it, it's not it, the fire. If there's a fire going on, it's, it's going to keep burning and it's not going to get out of control in 60 to 90 seconds. So you can, anyone can do that. Yeah. You know, a lot of times clients will say when they first come to me, how do I hit the pause button? How do I hit the pause button? 
I actually just gave you the tool to right. hit the pause button, but you have to pick it up now and use it. Yes. And you have to understand that it's not a one and done. Mm-hmm. If we are looking to, you know, release 20 pounds, but we have not gone to the gym in two years, right? We cannot just expect that we're going to drive to the gym, pick up a 20 pound dumbbell, start cranking out bicep curls, wake up the next day and, and have 20 a pounds lighter. Yeah. We're not going to have a sculpted bicep, but right. we are going to have a sculpted bicep if we get in the car and go to the gym the next day and the next day and the next day. And mm-hmm. so that is what you're doing by honoring these alarms is you're giving yourself that space. So much of my healing recovery, whatever you want to call it is has been, still is, when something would come at me, whether it was somebody that was kind of loud and shouty or somebody that maybe had a critical tone or somebody that was asking something of me, I would go right into, it depended on the relationship. Mm -hmm. Normally for me, I would go into uh, flight or fawn type mode. I have one particular relationship where I tend to kind of rise up and go into fight mode a little bit. (laughs) But it was so automatic. I mean, it right. was it was literally I would I would feel those somatic symptoms in my body, but yet not really feel them. Now looking back in hindsight, I know what they all are. I get really, really flush in the face. Mm. My ears get hot. Okay. Uh, often I will get a lump in my throat. That's my sign. Something's going on here. You gotta mm-hmm. stop and pause and check in with yourself. Is there a right. boundary that needs to be set? Do you need to just walk away? Like, what is going on here? What does that dysregulated part of you need? Right. So that's the pause button right there. Okay. That's it. All right. Number two. Let's talk Mm. about uh, number two because this is good. Like, I just feel like, first of all, it's so doable. Uh, Secondly, it's so necessary. Yeah. So tell me about, like, the second boundary that we can set. I always like to give the, because I really love to give like simple, tangible things that I think work really well. So one of the boundaries that I love to share with folks is the boundary of no more auto yesing. No more auto yesing. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So often we're on autopilot mode, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to build this business. We're trying to, you know, do all of these amazing things. And yet... Our mother-in-law keeps stopping over at noon every (laughs) single day for a cup of coffee. Or here comes the PTA club or whatever it is, wanting Mm -hmm. to know if you will volunteer and be the president for the fifth year in a row. Right. And again, from a nervous system perspective, in that moment, we just feel like we're going to die if we stand for ourselves, if we have our own back. If we advocate for ourselves. And so what do we do? We people please so many of Mm -hmm. us. Right. And it's, it's not even conscious. It's, it's just automatic. We're dysregulated. Oh, totally. I'll, I'll be the president of the PTA. You bet I will. Oh yeah. You need me to come and be the, you know, the Girl Scout leader on Thursday nights at five o'clock. I got it. I got it. I'll totally do it. And so learning how again to pause by saying, you know, Cindy, Thank you so much for thinking of me, but I've put a new policy into practice and that is I'm, I got to give myself about 24, 36, 48 hours of space before I respond to your request. So I will let you know 
by Friday at noon and be really concrete, be really clear, be really Mm -hmm. concise. Cindy, I will let you know Friday by noon and then follow through. And then that's giving you space to say, you know, call. If I say yes to Cindy, I'm probably going to have to say no to something else. Mm -hmm. And is there something else that I'm able and willing to actually say no to? Now, you might take the time and think about it and go, you know, I really love being a part of the PTA. Mm -hmm. And I really love, you know, I've sat with this for 24 hours now. And, you know, I really want to do that. I don't necessarily want to be the president this year because maybe, you know, I'm building this business. Maybe that's a little too much responsibility for me. So maybe I could, I could kind of go down a notch and, Mm -hmm. you know, be the treasurer, the secretary or whatever. Right. Right. Or maybe I could just be a part of the PTA, just attend the meetings, not even necessarily be on the, on the PTA. Right. Help out maybe if they need me for an event or whatever. But the point is you've given yourself this space to actually feel through it. Like, does that feel like a constrictive? When I, when I think about that thing that somebody's asking from me or of me, do I feel a constriction in my body or do I feel an expansion in my body? Mm-hmm. And you're feeling through it. So you're feeling through it, first of all, and you're thinking through it also cognitively, like, okay, if I say yes to this, what needs to go? Because I cannot do it all. It's just not physically possible. One of the things that comes up for me when I, when I hear you talking is, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, these people pleasing tendencies, right? One thing that happens for me as a busy entrepreneur is I get like these pings for my attention, my response, uh, like crazy amounts of times of the day. An email drops in. Uh, my Voxer, uh, my Voxer app, uh, you know, goes beep beep. You know, someone I know has left me a message. My spouse comes into the office and has a question or wants to share something with me. My team member texts me. And says, hey, what are we doing with this? Like, I feel overwhelmed because I'm like, I have a, yes, I have a people-pleasing tendency, but I also have a high need to be responsive, Mm. right? And like, I am, I am known to be highly responsive and to be a fast action taker and you know, all of these things that my clients love about me at the same time, I'm just like constantly, should I say yes to that right now? Or should I let that sit for a couple of hours until I can get to it? Like I feel genuine guilt for not getting like responding to someone like right away whenever I get that bid for attention. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for you, what might be really helpful, and again, that's so normal. Mm -hmm. So we just want to normalize that right out of the gate. But I would really recommend a couple of things. Shutting down all notifications. (laughs) Yikes. And responding, (laughs) responding very intentionally and very mindfully as you have the capacity. Right. So for me, like, here's just a little example. Well, first of all, I read a a study 
not that terribly long ago that talked about the content we take in on a daily basis is equivalent to 147 newspapers. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Like our minds, brains, bodies are not equipped to take in the level of content that is coming Mm -hmm. at us all day long. Right. And so we really have to get serious about, am I willing to disappoint Josie? Mm-hmm. Or am I willing to disappoint myself? And we have to start to really look at getting serious about disappointing ourselves and the relationship that we have with ourselves. Right. And so for me, I, you know, like with email, I don't get that very, that many emails to begin with, but the ones that I do, I actually get really excited about. I really want to lean into their content. I really mm-hmm. want to be a part of their world. And sometimes like I just, just was checking my email right before we hopped on this call. I've got an email from one of these, it's a, it's a fellow colleague, Mm -hmm. um, from probably like a month and a half ago (laughs) that I still have unmarked. So it's still showing unmarked in my email, but I know that at some point I will sit down and I will read that email because their content is so amazing and it nourishes me. Okay. So we really want to be, I think, evaluating when that content is coming in, how much of that content is coming in, and when we actually have the capacity to deal with it. I had to, uh, for a while, I was doing unlimited Voxer with my clients. Mm -hmm. Did that for Mm -hmm. a long time. Wasn't really too much of a problem until I started getting 10 minute messages from clients. Oh gosh. So imagine, yeah, imagine yes. standing and listening listening to a 10 minute voicemail. Right. So at that point it was my responsibility, not theirs. Right. My responsibility to ask for what I needed. Mm-hmm. And so I got really serious with my boxer boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so I think from that point then I limited it to I think it was like Monday through Saturday taking Sundays off. And then I was still getting Voxer messages at 10 o'clock at night. Um, I think one of the last ones I got that kind of was like, okay, we really have to dial this in. It was about <laughs> an eight minute long Voxer message. Okay. And so finally I had to say, okay, what do I actually want to say yes to here? What right. am I actually, like, what are my standards and what do mm-hmm. I want to be available for? Right. And I decided for me, it was no longer availability on the weekends. So it was Monday through Friday and it was three minutes or less. And I told my clients flat out, if you send me a Voxer message longer than three minutes, I will not listen to it. Oh, wow. And boy, did they get their poop in a group. Wow. Yeah, I never, I've never received a long a boxer longer than three minutes after that, and here's why. Isn't that crazy. I wasn't able to coach them. They were so lost. Eight, ten minutes. They were so lost in story, and it was right. this, and it was that, and it was, and I couldn't even follow the message. So I right. couldn't, I couldn't actually hold space for them in a way that I wanted to. I was being out of integrity with myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't also beneficial for them because they weren't getting to the question. And so I right. shared that with them. I explained it to them. I said, it helps me as your coach to really be able to support you. And it also helps you as my client to get through all of the story and actually ask me your question. Like, what's the heart of the question? Yep. And it really set us up for success. 
both of us. And that's mm-hmm. what boundaries do is they set us up for success and they set us up for so much freedom, but we have to start seeing them that way. We yes. cannot see boundaries as well. We, we, if we see boundaries as selfish, cruel, mean, it's going to be a struggle if we right. actually see them that way. So right. we have to really start seeing boundaries as what they are, which is very nurturing, very loving, and being in integrity with yourself. Awesome. I have one question I'm going to ask a little bit after this, but that I want to hear about the third boundary that you recommend um, that you set. <clears throat> boundary that I, so yeah, we talked about the no more auto guessing. Mm-hmm. We talked about the setting the boundaries with yourself in terms of the breathing alarms. Right. So you want to know a third boundary that either I set or client set? Is that? Yeah. Just, is there any other like boundaries that you really feel are like super beneficial to, to help protect our, our energy and our stress levels? Yes. (laughs) Boundaries around your rest. Okay. I mean, that is just, for me, that is absolutely non-negotiable. Yes. Boundaries around your rest and honoring having space, having downtime, not having to be on 24-7. We are not, kind of a cliche saying, we are not robots. Mm-hmm. We are human beings right. that need space, that need rest, that need silence. And so often we're afraid of what will come up in that silence, what will come right. up in that space. We don't want to feel it. And so we just keep filling it with stuff, with content, with checking email. I mean, I, yeah. I watched my partner last night and I, I, I have to bite my tongue so hard and I still do it too sometimes. But right. he checked an email last night at seven o'clock and he spiraled into uh, kind of an, a grumpy place. And I said, well, you checked your email after work hours. I mean, right. So then it just cranks him up. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking, we've just spiked our cortisol levels. Now right. we're talking, this is going to impact our sleep. And we ultimately then carry that into our next day. And we don't yeah. think we do, but right. we do. So I would be really serious about what kind of boundaries are you setting around your downtime at night? Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. shutting your phone off? Are you putting your phone away from you? How are you spending your time in the evening? Do you have a bedtime routine that signals to your body? It's right. time to start winding down. It's time to start going into powered down mode so right. that we can do a decent night's rest and wake up refreshed and fulfill our dreams and our visions and our goals tomorrow. Yeah. So there's, there's, um, two things that I think come up for me when it comes to learning how to set boundaries in our lives. One is and I think we can talk about this just kind of separately, but one is the pushback that we get from people in our lives that are used to, you know, this is the Krista that I know. This is the Lori that I know. She always does X, right? And now she's put a boundary in place and things are feeling differently. And so there's pushback. And then I think the second part of boundaries uh, in, in making sure that we are successful with them is how do we, how do we make them sustainable? Mm-hmm. Right? 
because we may try to set a boundary for a day or two or three or whatever. And then like you said, those old patterns of ours like reemerge and we're just back to our old ways. Yeah. So maybe we can talk a little bit about just how do we deal with pushback? Because I think, I think it's that pushback that is a lot, is largely responsible for us falling back into our old patterns because we don't want to deal with the aftermath of someone pushing back on us, even yeah. if it's ourselves pushing back. Yeah. I would say that's, you, you hit the nail on the head. That is right there. So much of the work I do with clients is mm-hmm. sitting in the conflict. They do not want to sit in the conflict. They mm-hmm. do not want to sit in that uncomfortable zone. It feels so much better air quotes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to just people please and keep on doing the way that they've always done. Right. And when we start to change the rules, I'm dealing with that with this with a client right now, Mm -hmm. people don't like it. The rules are changing and people don't always like that. Sometimes it's just fine. Sometimes people are like, oh, cool. You're finally setting boundaries. Amazing. But other times (laughs) there is that kickback. And so it's Learning to sit in the discomfort, Mm -hmm. recognizing you are not going to die. It feels like you are like everything. And again, my somatic symptoms, and here's where you maybe want to start tracking some of your symptoms. Mm -hmm. I get really hot in the face. I get flush. I get, you know, um, well, yeah, flush cheeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ears get very hot. They took the thermometer gauge and, and increased it. Right. Mm-hmm. Many times I get the lump in my throat. So now because I've started slowing down through my breathing alarms, mm-hmm. what will automatically start to happen is you'll start to notice some of these somatic symptoms. Okay. So you'll start to notice, oh boy, here it comes. The discomfort. Mm-hmm. Here's the discomfort. I'm not going to die. I'm okay. I'm just having a really uncomfortable moment. And there's a really big difference. Mm -hmm. There's that pause again. It's just putting that stick in the wheel for just a minute before you cross that line and abandon yourself to say, I'm going to breathe. And the breathing is the fastest way Mm -hmm. to help you connect with yourself, to start to um, downregulate a little bit when you're having that moment of activation. So you're able to give yourself the gift of checking in and acknowledging, okay, I'm activated right now. Of course I'm activated. How human of me. That's one of my favorite sayings. That sentence right there alone is so potent. I like that. Shift clients' lives. I loved it. I I actually just made a post about it right before we hopped on. How human of me. A friend of mine reached out. We're at completely different ends of the spectrum. She is in the thick of raising kids in Mm. the thick of it. And she's a single mom. I just set my last one, sent my last one off to college two and a half weeks ago. So I'm a brand Mm -hmm. new empty nester. And she messaged me and she said, Krista, am I crazy? I feel so resentful. I feel Mm. tired. I feel angry. I got to, I'm dealing with traffic because she lives in a big city. I'm Mm. dealing with traffic. I'm dealing with stupid soccer snacks. I'm dealing with having to go to soccer 75 nights out of the week, this and that. And And the first thing I said is, 
babe, how human of you, <laughs> Right? how human of you to be feeling all of these things. Can you just sit with that and be with that and recognize how much you are experiencing and going through right now, trying mm-hmm. to do this all on your own, being a single mom and pay yes. the bills and keep the roof over the head going. Yeah. I mean, can you just sit with that? That is such a shift from, we got to just keep pushing on and we got to right. just, you know, muscle through, shut up inner critic. And, and then we <laughs> douse on the yeah. shit on ourselves and we douse ourselves down with guilt and all of these things. It's like, no, grace, compassion, tenderness, be with it. How human of me. I love How that. human of me. I, I, I mentioned I was out walking the dogs before I hopped on this call. I was doing a lot of things before this call. <laughs> Posting on social that. media, walking yeah. the dogs. Like. Well, actually, what, what's, what prompted the social media post was, A, this friend reaching out to me, mm. and B, simultaneously, I was walking the dogs. And we have English bulldogs. And if you know anything about the breed, they're extremely lazy. And uh, literally our, our oldest English bulldog would walk two steps and he would stop oh and he would walk two steps and he would stop. And so it took us 40 minutes. I'm not even kidding oh my to walk a block. Now this oh dog, this dog, our physical therapist just told us has got to lose six pounds. It's oh not, it's not like up for questioning whether or not I walk this dog every day. I have to right. walk this dog every day. So I've had to work that into my schedule. So, of course, I started feeling frustrated. I started mm-hmm. feeling angry. I'm thinking, faster, dog. Like, right. all of these parts, these frustrated, irritated, mm-hmm. even a little bit of resentment and anger started popping up. And literally, as I'm walking these two dogs, I said to myself, how human of me. Mm-hmm. How human of me. And I just noticed, okay, where am I feeling that? Again, back to step number one. Where am I feeling that in my body? Where am I noticing that? I'm noticing I'm having all of these <laughs> pretty negative, you know, interesting thoughts. Right. I'm noticing I'm clamping down on my jaw again. I'm noticing that my chest feels really heavy. Okay. What does this part of me, this angry, resentful, you know, whatever it is, what does this part of me need? And, or what does it need me to know? And right. then what does it need? Right. And so... I can't even remember what the question was. Just learning how to sit with the discomfort. That's really what right. it is. Yeah. We're so uncomfortable with the discomfort. Everybody wants the oyster, the oyster, the oyster, or the not the oyster, sorry, the pearl. Everybody wants the pearl, the pearl, the pearl, the pearl. But what they don't recognize is the pearl was once the oyster. Mm-hmm. And it had to go through a whole lot of discomfort dysregulation, you know, in the process of becoming the pearl, it had to sit in that discomfort. Discomfort is a beautiful teacher. It tells us so much. It's feedback to our systems. Does that make sense? I know it was. Yeah, absolutely. And, And you know, it's funny because as I was listening to your story, what I thought about too was the compassion that you need for your dogs. Yes. Right. Because you're now, okay, they have to lose six pounds. Your dogs would rather be lazy and just yep. sit around the house and not make any changes. But you are trying to get them out and to exercise and to do something that they don't really want to do. So yeah. they're resistance. They're like, they stop and just sit there. And if you think about it, even just from a human standpoint, yes, they're animals, but it's like, 
they have souls and feelings too. It's like, wait a minute, you're making me do something that is uncomfortable to me. I don't like this. I want to just sit here and, and be lazy and you're making me walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is all like so, so good. Um, I want to, I just want to ask, like, tell me how clients can work with you. Like, what does that uh, look like? If someone wants to work with you. Yeah, that's a great question. And I hope I answered kind of that last question too of the sustainable piece. I think that ties right in with learning to sit with the discomfort. I mean, right. that's, I know it's not a sexy answer and it's not a splendid fun answer, but it's just learning. Okay. I'm having a moment of dysregulation. How human of me. Mm-hmm. And then sitting with, okay, am I willing to abandon myself in this moment in order to please this other person? Right. Or even and, like, am I willing to ab- abandon uh, what I say is important to me and what I say I want to do or change? Am I willing to abandon that just to feel comfort? And sometimes the answer is yes. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you know it what? is. Yep. Sometimes the answer is like, uh, yeah, like in this moment, I'm I'm willing to, you know, negate this habit that I'm trying to change. I want to have a moment of humanness and weakness and just forget it. But in the next moment or in the next day or whatever, I'm going to jump back on this boundary setting again and I'm going to keep working at it because I don't think... It's ever like, oh, we're going to set a boundary and this is the way it's going to be. And then from here on out, like that boundary just works and we never fall down or fall back on our old ways. We're human. (laughs) And and that's, I, and I was sharing with you before we hit record, that is something I'm really, really passionate about right now is I've just, my, my, my level of awareness has been heightened over the past couple of months to how hard people are on themselves. And so this concept of how human of me really helps us to be soft with ourselves. I think that's really like what I'm so passionate at this season and this stage of my business. I just want to help people be a little softer with themselves, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. I mean, that right there is such a shift for most folks was for me. Right. Right. And so they, how to get started with you. If they, if all of this resonates with you and you find yourself like really struggling with setting boundaries in your, uh, in your life and practicing sustainable self-care, like how would someone, uh, get started with you? Yeah, that's a great question. So they can work with me in one of two ways. Currently I've got a couple slots open for private coaching right now. And if they just mm-hmm. want to go to com, they can fill out a form there okay. and I'll be in touch with them. We can set up a time to talk about what it would look like to work together, what, you know, what mm-hmm. they want to create and uh, what they're really desiring in their lives and so on and so forth. Or something else that I'm offering right now are some online restorative yoga classes. Okay. So much of what I offer in my restorative yoga classes is working with the nervous system. It's working with 
that space that we've been talking about and learning how to welcome ourselves so that we can be more grounded, so mm-hmm. that we can be more spacious, so that we can be more present to this one wild and precious life that we have. Awesome. Very cool. So this was great. Like I know that uh, everyone is going to really resonate with this and you shared such tangible, like, and simple tools. It not like kind of pie in the sky type things, but very simple, tangible things that you can do. So I hope everyone like just takes this in and just starts practicing, starts practicing and, and giving yourself grace when you're human. Yes. So let's end on a completely different note. Um, tell me about a TV show, a podcast or a book that you are currently just loving. (laughs) Well, we just started, uh, this is an oldie. So I've been told the Netflix series suits and we, Oh yes. Yes. Okay. How do you like that? You know, it took me a while to get into it, but if I'm being honest, I think it took me a while to get into it because I still have this multitasking part of me that shows up once, once in a while. Okay. So in true honesty, I was multitasking as I was watching the first season. I was deleting, I I have 18,000 pictures on my iPhone right now. So (laughs) my cloud is screaming at me going, you have no more space, Krista. You have no more space. Right. So I am literally going back. I'm not even kidding. This is kind of embarrassing. I'm going back to 2016 and going through my photos one by one and deleting. So I was doing that for the first season. And so Mm -hmm. I was just struggling to get into it. And I'm like, well, if you put your phone down and actually just like leaned into the show. So second season, I totally got into it. I think we're in, I think we're in the fourth season now, third, third, beginning of fourth. And we're loving it. We're loving it. We usually watch about two episodes a night. Um, so, you know, we're brand new empty nesters. So that's been kind of a yeah, fun. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's cool. With. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So liking it. Okay, cool. So that has not been recommended by anyone. So if anyone is looking for a Netflix show to binge, I know there's quite a few seasons of Suits. So yes, uh, yes. dive in. So thank you so much, uh, Krista, for being here. I really appreciate your insight. And I think more than anything, what I really appreciated was just your sense of calm. Oh, thank you. It was, it was just really nice to be in your energy today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thanks for listening to the Boosting Business Breakthroughs podcast. Want to hear more business breakthrough ideas? I'll be back next week with a new episode to help you grow your coaching business. If you enjoyed listening, make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating, and tell all your coach friends where to find us. Head over to boostingbusinessbreakthroughs.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. And remember, your next business breakthrough is waiting for you.